0: I'm not going to do a full breakdown of these games. Um, I probably won't do that. I don't even know if you'd call what i do a full breakdown, right? You have two games back-to-back, Friday, Saturday. Flyers, who are okay. Playoff team-ish, right? And then you have the the Blues, who are cup contendery, right? If you had to pick five teams, Blues are probably in that mix, right? So um big weekend um, you go into the Flyers game which I thought you played really well. You had an incredible amount of chances. Um you know, you'll never know and you were not at the game because you were not invested. Um you actually can't you actually get tickets. Well, you know, after the first loss, I just felt like, what's the point anymore? If we can't go 82-0, you know, what's going on with golf? How's Tiger doing? It's over. It's over, yeah. So the Flyers, um, you know, you played much better than them. Carter Hart's pretty good. And to be honest, I think the Canes were like, well, if we can let up a little bit here and go into Friday with a little bit of gas you know, we can take two of these, what a time. Doesn't happen. Um, Don't love the second goal Freddie let in, but it is what it is. Um, One thing I will say, and this is a weekend, the worst fans to go against in the world, which is a compliment to them in many ways, but also fuck them, right? Toronto fans are a pain in the ass. Islanders fans are, I mean, that's a known, right? They travel. Um, Bruins fans are a pain in the ass. Rangers fans are a pain in the ass. Caps fans are good. I don't know if they're in that upper upper echelon yet. But everybody else, you get into this kind of legacy front runner, if that makes any sense, status, where when the, the Islanders come, like the Islanders are trying to take over your building. Like those fans are ready from the puck drop do not care. Like, they're there to be a menace. Flyers fans were really, really, really quiet for a long period of time on Friday. <laughs> and suddenly, things flip, And, you know, these people have cheese sticks coursing through their veins, you know? So that was always funny. Um, I thought you played really well Friday to not get a win because hockey works the way it does. I think the Blues outplayed the Canes um, Saturday, and they won. So, I thought there was a lot of good um, from the Blues game. Do you think it was looked really good on the offensive side? Do you want me to actually guess? Yes. Mm, I'm assuming a fold, right? I'm not revealing any information. Ah, uh, okay. Really good on the defensive side. Not Tony D'Angelo. Not Tufeschnikoff. Three, go. two, ah, one. Aho. I'm gonna say three. Shave. There was a bit. So there's two things you always get coming out of an off season best shape of their life worked with a skills coach, right? You always hear that. Um, and I don't, I hadn't seen a lot of Brady Shea before he became a hurricane. Maybe he just wasn't getting under pucks the same way, (laughs) but he looks really like he was always like kind of smart, but like that first goal, that's just a skilled goal, you know? And, uh, I thought he, and he's, he's jumping in. Well, like he looks really good. Um, the Blues outplay. there's really – Alex Lyon looks fine. He looks totally if, – if if Alex Lyon has to be your backup because of Auntie Ranta stuff, that seems fine, right? So what are you doing? I'm muting myself because I'm also typing at the same time. Just type. It doesn't matter. Jeez, Christ. Disagree. So, I am I mean, I don't love it, obviously. But at the same point, like, he played fine. He a fine. Uh, yeah. I, it was only one of the goals, which is like, oh, ah, uh, oh. Uh. But also, you know, he has like seven NHL games under his belt. So it comes with time. So I thought the first goal he had no chance on. And the second one. I mean, Ajo gets beat, and then Tony D'Angelo gets beat. And that is one thing I think you saw coming out of that game, too, where after Tarasenko, I mean, just destroys TDA to come in. I think he went five-hole to tie it. They bumped Ian Cole up because he can play on either side. So they bumped Ian Cole up to the second pairing. And then, and now that is not a long-term solution because he's... Ian Cole's issue is that he's older, right? So when you get older, there's like two ways that you decline. Either your ceiling comes down or your leash gets short. Or sometimes it's both, right? But generally speaking, one of the two happens to you. Ian Cole's leash is shorter. He cannot play consistent second line or second pairing minutes over a season, right? Um, but... TDA gets bumped to the third line. Good for Brendan Smith. I don't think there's a ton to take away. One thing I will say, uh, good on Adam Gold for bringing this up. How on fucking earth was Lyon not uh, the first star? Who won the game? Who's really good? Like he gave up a a bunch of juicy rebounds, but like in the story Uh, of the game, I don't know about really good. He was better than expected, but he's still just like not experienced, which is yeah, well, he I, don't disagree. He said, I don't disagree. He Should have been a first star. I don't disagree. Should have been four star. Mainly because just, like give the kid four star. So that's not my point. I also realized that I cannot keep track of Brendan slash Brandon Smith. Um. So, I, I think I was. Cause I think the last podcast I referred to him as Brandon, and then he was in the lineup. He might have started the game. It doesn't matter. Like, Brendan Smith's name flashed on the Jumbotron. I'm like, fuck. I should probably really that guy's name. So, I don't think there's a ton to take away from either of those games. That's hockey. Uh, spoiler alert, you're almost always going to split it back-to-back. Almost always. Um, especially when both the teams are playoff-ishy or better, right? So... Yeah. What that does lead us to... You know what else, too? And if I'd known this going into it, I, w- I would have guaranteed... Um, I would, Because if you remember, I told you we were going to get... uh was the return of Justin Falk. Give away the bobblehead. Shout-outs to the winner. Um, I don't remember their name. But... Wow. Zachary so you get the, something. Yeah, way to be, Zach. So you get the... Um, so you get the Falk tribute, which... I didn't think they did a good job of, so I don't understand why they didn't do um ladies and gentlemen, can I br- can you please or can I please bring your attention to the uh Jumbotron? and then yeah. play the segment? I don't think most people realized what was going on until like halfway through the segment. I thought so that was kind that of weird. Too. Because they yeah. did that for Peter, and Peter came back, and Peter was in the press box. It's not even like the man I was on the bench. Yeah. So it was I just don't weird. Yeah, so that 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 was weird. Um, but I thought for sure, because there was heavy, maybe not heavy rumors because of the market, but we were definitely in on Tarasenko. Uh, we were going to make that trade. I think I've told you in the past, I've maybe even said it on the pod, like, I wanted to go get Tarasenko. Um, I thought that would have been lethal. And, um, because you you would have not signed Kiki, you would have traded Nino in pieces, because they still want to be competitive. And then, I think he makes seven and change. And um, so, like, I wanted that, but I thought we were going to get a guaranteed false pass to Tereschenko in the slot for a goal. But the reason I bring that up, too, is I guess he's never scored a goal in the PNC arena. C arena. think it? Yeah, which was the last that's building that's... he hadn't scored a goal in. So I was that's like, oh, yeah, okay. that makes perfect yeah. sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. So... Um, yeah, those two games, not a lot to take away there, I don't think, like, just more of the same. <laughs> now you have a road trip. So, so, yeah, that's why I wanted to jump in. First things first is this is a six-game road trip out west, which, huh, Um. this is where we prove if we're really, really good, we're just good. If we can come home with only one loss, we are really, really good. I but don't think that, to. that's that's a media thing. I don't think that's real. That is real. That is totally real. No, 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 no. Uh, I hate stuff like that when you have these long road trips. So, wait, no. So the Isle will play their first home game in like three days. They've spent mm-hmm. like 13, 14 days of uh, games on the road now. Are you saying they wouldn't have gotten more wins if they didn't have some time at home? Because I would 100% disagree with you. No, but that's what I'm saying is this. Good road trips are all in play, right? So, like, oh, if you lose, if you get goalied in Vegas and you get goalied in Anaheim, right? Uh, and you lose, and then you win the next four in regulation. It's not like, well, we're only a good team. I I, I think you got to delete stuff like that from your mind. I do want to go through the trip. We play tonight. And then you play every other day through the trip. You go, Vegas, that's – I actually want to play a game with you. And you have you have three seconds. You can't think about it. I'm going to list the team. You have to go, yes, no, maybe, if you think the Kings are going to win. Vegas. Yeah. Win. Anaheim. Win. Kings. Maybe. Sharks. Win. Seattle. Maybe. Philly. Dominate. Alright, so that you had us at Vegas win, right? Yeah. Anaheim win, Cadence yeah. maybe, San Jose, yeah. Seattle, Philly. See, I was getting eight points on this trip. Eight at a minimum. I mean be sweet. I would I'd prefer twelve, but I can live with eight. So to me, all these teams are in, like, a weird place. It's hard to have, like, expectations for me going into this because Vegas has had a rough start to the year, but Mark Stone's back. I watched them – Who did, I don't remember who I watched them play, but they looked fine. Like, they look like they're kind of rounding in the form. This might be a year where they are comfortably in a wild card spot and maybe they can rest, guys. One of the things – doesn't it always feel like, like – like, I feel like the President Trophy, President's Trophy matters to them. Does that make sense? I feel like it, they want it. Yeah, it seems like they're just a new franchise. Well, I, I don't necessarily think the team wants it, but like fans want it because they don't realize that well, it's cool and I would totally love to win one. It doesn't really matter at all. But I feel like like ownership, like the GM, like I feel like it matters to them more than it does everybody else. So Vegas is it, weird. Anaheim is in a weird place, too. So I think they're probably not going to make the playoffs but they look good and Terry's going off uh I saw this clapper this missile from Zegris USA um and you know Josh Gibson's playing well I think I think it might be tonight but they they play they have that they're at 999 wins as a franchise and uh Zef Getslab Almost says in reverse, get five at that nine hundred ninety nine curve points, so there's some fun chicanery that's there just, that's just the dope. ducks are on a roll. I think they are kind of like where let's use we could actually use the Rangers now, where the Rangers team is still young, there's still flaws there, but they get on these heaters, yeah wow, we you know, you know this looks great. And then they you know they they have a bunch of like befuddling losses. I don't know what to expect from Anaheim. The kings were on a fucking heater. They're good, no Dowdy um in the byfield. we should probably walk away with that, um but maybe they're still running hot by the time we get there the sharks The sharks are another weird team where they they've got wrecked by covid and Looked fine in the middle of it, to be honest with you. Like everybody, you know, a bunch of lunch pailers came in and did it. But everybody's looked bad, too. The hockey guy, I guess, the hockey guy said that he watched their the Barracudas or whatever the hell their AHL team is called get dummied in Abbotsford with the, with the Canucks AHL team. So that's weird. You should win Seattle. Their goaltending is bad. Their goaltending is bad and allows goals in the very way that we score goals. Which is volume chances. Yeah. Right. And then Philly. Philly's tough. I don't know. So, here's here's why I said what I said. Is I know we can beat Vegas, plus Vegas has been playing weirdly. And I know we're going to go hard in the paint for it. I know we're going to go hard in the paint for Anaheim as well, who's on like an eight or seven game winning streak. Don't quote me on that. It's one of the two. Um, So, that that one's going to be interesting. And then I think we're going to try to relax in L.A., because we're going to be like, I mean, you know, we the hurricanes. We're just something we always say we don't do, but then we totally do. And then, yeah, I think well, San Jose awesome. is a crazy point streak. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. But, um, You know who else is on a point streak there? For? No, never mind, not my point. Uh, it's to talk mad shit the Panthers. But San Jose should be a good win. Seattle should be a nice, good win introduction to the franchise, and then hopefully, I mean, it's a weird start—a three thirty Friday game. It's definitely a weird start, but you know, I would hope and pray that we would be like, "Hey, yeah, fuck these guys. We're coming into our house and playing hockey." Tis the dream. I I feel like a lot of that stuff is like, in the media. Like, I don't think any of that, like, moves guys in that way. Like, they want to win every night. No, I but I've think... definitely seen interviews with players that, like, sometimes you just need to find that extra thing. You're tired at at the end of a long road trip. But they look for that you in everything. Like, that's what I'm saying. That's why, like, like it doesn't be crazy when you do that. Like, like that – uh, Um, what's his name? Uh, did you ever watch The Last Dance with, with Michael Jordan? Yes. Yeah. It's actually really overrated. It's not that good. Um, It's really not still interesting, though. But one of the things that you really see about Michael Jordan is that he would just create these, you know, and most athletes do this. He's a psychopath and a bully and somehow trick people into thinking he's a hero. But, um, you know, like, oh, uh, you see the other team, like, boy, in the building, it's a guy you know, and you give him the head nod, he doesn't give it back, done. Right, now you got that for the day. Um, you see in the media where um, they didn't reference he was a good team, right? You're like, okay, okay, okay. But that happens in every game, like, on a point streak. Things are looking good. Like, that happens every game. Like, I don't – that doesn't – there are certainly – you'd like to beat the Caps, Right. Um, very clearly we do not like Tampa in a, like, like, we're going to come get you kind of way. I don't think it's personal, but it's like, well, like, if you're it, we're coming, you know, so you'd like to win those games. Um, But I don't think outside of that, but these guys always have a, like, like, uh, you know, Nina's going to go and be like, can you believe Seattle didn't take me? You know? I mean, he just might, you never know. Wait, Lawrence, Lawrence might be like, wow, Morgan Geeky, huh? Over me. Playing fourth on a cup contender. I got slotted up to third. Morgan Geeky, huh? So, that road trip, I think if you're lucky, I think eight points is a good trip. I don't know how many wins or losses you're going to get from that, but if you leave that with eight points, you're happy. So yeah, is something... you up. Sorry. So, but this is something we don't normally get to do because we don't normally record pods morning of a game. And so this is the morning of Tuesday, the game against Vegas. And we actually have, like, some news we get to report, I guess, that uh, Alex Lyon and Josh Leva have both been reassigned back to Chicago. Ronta will be starting tonight, and we have Natchez, Foss and Rider all back in the lineup, which means Pesci is the only one not – plain. He's still out on a low body injury, but he was reportedly in a full contact or the practice today, so I would assume that's just, you know, time will bring him back. Speaking of, you know who you, who you scratch because you have to scratch somebody today? Who? Mr. Lawrence. It's, it's. I'm, I'm not going to enjoy. It. I'm going to say this. I don't want to scratch Cockney because he's not playing well. It's the same point. I feel like you Lord, can't. You can't scratch Cockney yammy Like there's too much scratches. You can't do that. He's been you playing so well. Uh, they've got okay. him at center tonight. They're looking like look. They're looking to jumpstart him. Like, they don't disagree with you, but I'm telling you, you cannot scratch him. Okay you cannot scratch him. Because I agree, it makes a lot of sense to scratch him, rejigger your lines, and keep Jarvis. Because Jarvis is kind of who you were hoping to get out of him. You know? Yeah. So, um, I wonder, and I I mean this seriously, maybe you don't re-sign Kiki. Just something to keep, maybe you do. You probably do. But, I don't know. Yeah, maybe you don't. Or you just, just find him for a lot, 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 lot less, and he's not to play your thirdies. So it's I not- think you get eight yeah. out of that road trip. Um, <laughs> I don't really, to be honest. Maybe you do. Maybe this. Maybe you do sit Jarvis. Um, no. I thought no. he looked good. Two goals called back. The first one, the first one was pretty obvious. Like, A, they stopped because I thought it was offsides. Um, went off to skate. Like, just a really, I saw it in person, but so clearly offsides. So clearly offsides. And, um, and then the second goal, I don't, to me, it never looked like they had possession. But... This is another look at multiple shout outs for Adam gold today uh in the cane's Corner, he played the audio, and the whistle does sound before the horn so, it, right. when did when did Adam gold start producing the Saputo film? He's out here breaking it down frame by frame. You can clearly hear a point three second gap between the whistle and the it's noticeable because I thought it looked like I don't remember it might have been Tarasenko, but Jarvis kinda like jumped in and buried it. And I I think he plays really well in that like bumperish position. Like he does a really good job of uh, board battle, get it out, get in place. I think that like he does that at a, at a really high level already. Listen. And uh so I thought maybe you know there's there's so many intricacies to stuff like that to where when you're like a fan, I don't know if there was like a I know that he knows it, I know that he knows thing. I don't know if that's like wrong to do most of the time, which is what made it right in that instance, you know. Um I've I've no like I thought it was like, well, you know, they're hockey players and I'm, you know, they're like there's a lot of Pink Whitney and Stormbrew coursing through my veins. So like most of the time when I don't get it, I assume that it's right and that I'm just not seeing something or that I value something incorrectly. So one yeah, um, of my one of my yeah. favorite responses for myself when I may have had a couple of storm brews is when I'm like, why don't you pass it? and it makes like some great play. Well that's why I don't get paid millions of dollars to play this game anyways. But do you wanna go before we go around the league, do you want to um wanna get into the so, and you're free to keep track of it if you'd like, but, I mean, the Kiki bet's pretty much dead, right? Yeah. He, he's been weird. Doesn't it feel like, I don't understand, it? and again, I, I, I don't know. I've I, I never played hockey. But doesn't it feel like, like, I feel like he consistently makes these really good plays, and all he has to do is is put it on somebody's tape. Or get it out and it, it he always fumbles it right at that moment when he goes to like push it out like to actually execute the pass there's like in the in the tampa game i felt like there was multiple times in the neutral zone where he had an opportunity to to you know take it off the boards and up and get a change or something he fumbles it and i felt like there in, in the blues game specifically it was like jesus fucking christ like there were multiple opportunities where he'd make a play, he'd cut off a pass, he'd get in front of something. He'd, he played a little physical. Sometimes it got ugly for him, but, you know, like, he was extra physical, I guess, is the best way to put it. And, like, and then he goes, and all he's got to do is execute this pass. And he's a good passer, and all he has to do is execute this pass. And it's, it, it's not just that it's off. It's that he, like, misses. It, it's like a Charlie Brown football thing. Like, I just don't understand. Maybe he's rolling, maybe he's got a hard time settling the puck. I, I don't know. But that's been that's something I've started to notice that he just like I don't know. I don't know. I listen, i I'm gonna turn my dog course bet here cause if go back and listen to the episode, everyone. I ask is this gonna be an extra dog course or just like a it could could not happen. And you said Bro, and I quote TDA over Dougie adult was an extra – like that was a, that was a big bet. That was a big bet. No, but no, that might still not come true. I think Dougie's. Uh, let me let me pull. up while I, while I bring this up, but just because yeah, I'm like hitting it and it's still came back late last doesn't mean week. that it was smaller than what you were talking about. i I. Either way, so my new Del Course bet. I'm just kidding. That's not how this works, but. Yeah, I'm. I've pretty much given up on. Unless he get it into gear tonight, get seven points, and then you know, off to the races. Yeah, you get seven points tonight, you're in business. So, Dougie Hamilton at this moment has nine points. Does have four goals. Yeah. Um, And then I believe Tony D'Angelo has twelve or thirteen. I believe. Oof, let me pull it up now. I'm already working on it. He has 11 we have, points. we have the highest faceoff off percentage in the league. Yeah, I mean... Oh, he has 13. He has 13. Sorry. And Dougie yes. has how many? I just said it. Um, nine. So it's a four-point difference. Uh, you know... With the games that Dougie's miss, it you'd wish it was more. First, pitch. <laughs> not but, not on like the wish the play guy was hurt, but like wish that D'Angelo could have. Come oh yeah, more. yeah, yeah. I wish the, TDA has actually looked shakier. He's not a second line defensive player. Yeah, and that Blues game was rough. It wasn't even terrible. It's just he's he's overslotted, you know. He's just overslotted. Being a third pairing guy who can run both your power play units is an extreme value, um, especially at a million dollars. And uh, you know, no matter what happens this year, they're paying nine million more for Dougie's production. You've got TDA as an RFA. You could real like the, the thing with. I think this was part of the reason they felt comfortable in the cock and yimmy too. I don't know if they'll ever publicly talk about this until after, but you yeah. know, let's let's say knock on wood, the Tony year continues. You know, let's say he's a uh, was he got eleven points in thirteen games. Let's say he's uh he's not going to be a pointy game player. Well, let's let's say he gets sixty points, sixty five points. Right, you uh, you extend him a qualifying offer. You try to keep them, but if he wants if he wants too much, well, you know, you move them. You're gonna get something for that. Somebody wants to come in, and and here this is where it gets spicy. You know, who could really use an offensive defenseman. That's Montreal. Montreal could use an offensive. So, maybe they make an offer sheet. I don't know if you'd want to play in Montreal or anything like that. But I'm saying either you're going to get Tony at a pretty good deal or somebody's going to come in and scoop him and you're going to get some assets out of it. So, um, i sorry. I said you literally said it and it, like, it took me my brain shut down for a second. There was no freaking way Tony D'Angelo wants to go to Montreal. <laughs> Yeah, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I think it's good for him as a person to be in a – because he's definitely like a city boy, right? Yeah. So Blue City, Red State, I think, does a lot for him as a person, I'd wager, where he can still – and obviously we are not in New York City. But now you still get your little downtown life. If he wants a loft, he can have a loft. But also you're always 45 minutes away from – you know, some deep, deep countrified life, if you so choose. To be fair, it's not like South Jersey is the most built-up infrastructure either. So it's more like home for him than people realize. Yeah, I um, I don't know. I think he he's just overslotted. I don't think it is weird. Have you noticed this trend where? Uh, I think he's really done a pretty good job, just kind of like. First off, they definitely went the first eight games with a ton of Tony, like, interviews and, you know, minute to win it type stuff, and they just did not use it. (laughs) And now, it hasn't been a disaster. Now he's creeping. Now he's creep. You know, he's a point-of-game player. Suddenly, it's kind of creeping into the the mix a little bit. Well, they had to... Gotta give him time to like make fans not hate him because you gotta remember there's a lot of people that are like oh yeah no let's, Tony Tony deserves a chance and a few months ago they were how could you bring this racist onto our team I don't and know if we'll all minds have changed though I definitely know of at least two that have like honestly well all the same um, I love there's this weird. Like, like half the fandom thinks that Tony D'Angelo does not get enough credit, even though I think he's gotten probably. It's weird when you try to like gauge that stuff, right? But to me personally, it doesn't feel like he's being ignored from a credit perspective, or that he's um, being. But the the other half of the fandom is like, why well, is everything Tony D'Angelo does? It's like he's walking on water. Why do not we treat him like this? Part of that. That's how Trip Tracy talks about people. You know? So, like, I, I've seen that complaint a little bit like, oh, everything tri- this guy does, Trip blows them. Yeah, that's how Trip Tracy has always been. You know what I mean? You know, like, I just found out a really dark secret. Most of the time, when Trip Tracy says people are huge caniacs, he's lying. Don't, don't, don't let people do that to you. That is not true. Yeah, that's what I heard. Not Someone's true. Alone, not true. Not a huge caniac. No, no, don't don't look, I've got a shirt that says I'm a huge caniac, I'm a huge caniac. If it's right here, can it be wrong anywhere else? No. You no know what? You're yeah. right. Let's all calm down on on the I, I I saw a breakdown and thankfully it didn't have any replies and I only had two hearts. But somebody went through and found like they had supposedly gone through and tracked high danger chances and points, versus praised by Trip Tracy and then the media. And I was like, Jesus Christ! Like we're really in the cut on this one, huh? Yeah, that's a that's a lot. That's a lot of work to put in for that. So uh, you want to go around the league? I don't really have anything else to say on that. No, I don't. Honestly, I think we should keep it really, really short, so I can get this out. All right, a couple things. Uh, really four things. One, uh, Kyle Beach's attorneys have asked the NHL to mediate with the Blackhawks. Jesus Christ, Blackhawks, figure it the fuck out. Give them the bag. This is over. You're scumbags, right? Uh, Bob Murray steps down as the GM for the ducks, which I don't know if we had, I think we had just talked about there was like a report coming or an investigation. It from everything I've loosely read, they were like, hey, you should really step down. He's in an alcoholic recovery program. uh you know, hopefully he figures that out. But one of the cool things that come out of this is that this is a direct result of the line and it's set up in response to the cow beach thing. Where the executives or front office types call to report that this was a thing. So, change, right? Good on that. Really? Um, I, Keyboard, yeah, that's from that what is, I've read. It was after the Kyle Beach report came out. The league sent every organization a memo to the GM, president of operations, and the owner. It was like, if you know of anything at all, whatsoever, we need to know now. And that's I think people called the number. I think people called the number. And I think he's just – Toxic, which is what we talked about. So hopefully he figures it out. Hopefully everybody involved you know, can move past it and all that. But I'm glad the number worked. Um, Dion Phaneuf retires. I don't really know a lot about Dion Phaneuf. uh, Captain of the Leafs, 1,000-game uh, player. One of my favorite names in hockey. The only reason I bring it up. Dion Phaneuf is a all-time hockey name. Um, but then something to keep an eye on. Olympic hockey is weird, right? I love Olympic hockey. The negotiations to get here is weird. COVID makes it weird. The China angle makes it extra weird. There's just a lot of weird, right? These Olympics don't feel great. So the Senators have had three games canceled or postponed, right? If enough games get postponed, that Olympic the league has until, I believe, January 10th to opt out. If games keep getting postponed, look out, is all I'm going to say. Put it on your radar. Hopefully it doesn't come to that, but look out. I can see the narrative now out of uh, New York, which is this was on the players. The players didn't handle themselves right. Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to go. And that's going to be it. Well, I think, too, from the player's perspective, I think a lot of guys got vaccinated that probably would not have gotten vaccinated to be um, Mackenzie Blackwood is probably going to be an Olympian for Canada. That's why I got vaccinated. That's it. That was the deciding factor. And um, because he wasn't going to at first and there was some kind of weird everybody's always got a reason, right? Good, bad. I don't care. I'm just saying that most people aren't just like, fuck you, man. You know, there's always a, like, whatever. So I think he has some kind of medical thing or something and was holding off on it. And then they were like, Hey, no carry price. You're probably really in the mix for this. And then jab done. Right. So I think, I think from the player's perspective, there will be, people will be really mad if they did this and then breakthrough cases happen and players already don't like being tested if they're asymptomatic. Cause then what's the goddamn point? Like, what did we do here? Right. Um, from the, I've I've heard that from the players' perspective a bunch, so if the players did this and you know got vaccinated, and not that all of them didn't want to get vaccinated, but you know what I mean, there will be a contingency of players who only got vaccinated to kind of get it done and get the you know get the NHL to the Olympics, even if they're not even Olympians, right? Um, that's, and then these. You know, these breakthrough cases, they think they're being overtested, and then the Olympics get canceled because of it. People are going to be very, 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 very mad. So, there's something to keep an eye on. Hopefully, it doesn't come to anything. Okay. Well, I, uh, like everyone else, really, 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 really want pro level Olympic hockey. I mean, I guess what I. HF is going either way, but, you know, it'd be nice to see mid-professional hockey. Yeah, I think it's the International Hockey Federation, IHF. Yeah. yeah, still getting used to that one. Yeah. I mean, I still call Lawrence Lawrence every once in a while. It's going to take me time. Thank you for listening to the Home Ice Advantage podcast. As always, we very much appreciate it. Please follow and share with your friends. Send it to your Aunt Betty. Knock on your neighbor's door. Email it to a teacher, your boss. Who cares? Just make sure you share it. We appreciate you. We'll see you next time.